Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to the Dynamic Dojo Show with Restita and Robert, your source for martial arts talk radio. Three, two, one, we're live. everyone and welcome to Dynamic Dojo Talk Radio with Rosita and Robert. It's the beginning of September already. September. It's September 4th, 2016 and I'm joined here at the studio helm by my brother in the martial arts, Sipu Robert Deal. Hey Bob, how's it going over there, man? Good. We got a rain we got rain today. Woo! For a typical LA rain, 10 minutes. Ten minutes and it stopped. And it stopped and and it cleared up and the whole bit. And my my daughter has a very good friend at the University of Washington right now, and she's homesick as hell. And and of course, I said, well, if she wants to study Tai Chi, I may know somebody. (laughs) (laughs) You said she's sick as hell. What? No, she's homesick. She's home. Oh, homesick. I see. Okay. Homesick, right? So, oh, I see. My, my, my daughter's got to leave in about a week and a half to go to UCLA. Well, you know, it's nice and close, and I don't know how I'm going to get time off because I'm still under probation for the new job. But she's got stuff laid out like you won't believe. She says she's almost done, but they get a three-person room with a, bu- a bunk bed and a bed that's lofted up a little bit. Hmm. I'm looking at all this crap laid out all over the living room going, where the hell is she going to put it all? <laughs> yeah, because she's sharing going, with, she, is she, is she, uh, she's sharing with sharing? two other people. And, and this isn't even her makeup. If you've ever used her bathroom upstairs, oh my God, it has no. cases and pull-out drawers and oh my God. Wow. <laughs> so she said, now, her and I had this very beautiful, meeting, meaningful breakfast this morning where she was opening up and we were talking. It was a great time. We don't get to do that that often. I figured, you know what? She's leaving in a week and a half. I better. She says, yeah. well, Dad, I will be coming on my first break. And I said, what's that, Christmas? And she says, no, that's going to be Thanksgiving. So it's going to be a two-day break. And I said, and then she looks at me and she says, and that's because the campus is closed, so I won't be able to eat on campus. So I might as well just come home. <laughs> she just spoiled that, like, didn't she? The I know. Like, oh, she misses the family, and you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Completely ruined that. Anyhow. <laughs> that's right. So, oh, I got one more for you. This this guy was an idiot. Where hmm. where where my job is. We're in a, an industrial complex with many units. We're about, we're more towards the south side. Well, the far north side, we saw fire trucks and all this, and there was a, a fire, and the, the, they had to break into the sprinkler room, and I had to replace the door on it and all this stuff. Well, I find mm-hmm. out the guy at the end unit was working with some acetone. Mm-hmm. The dumbbell lit a match. What? Well, in the in the same area, over the can. 
Are you serious? Oh that, my god, this guy was I don't I don't have my sound effect that says stupid junk or whatever. <laughs> I don't have that sound effect of you're stupid. Um but any that is yeah. stupid. I'm surprised that, that it's unbelievably mind. stupid. <clears throat> no, he he actually had to go to the hospital. It it oh, exploded oh. on it. Oh well duh. Kids don't try this at home. Yeah. Do not light a match, a cigarette, a joint, whatever. Standing over a can of acetone. Fumes. Poof. Everywhere. Bang. There you go. Molotov cocktail. Up your nose. Not good. Don't try that at home, kids. Exactly. Probably burned, <laughs> burned his eyebrows off, burned his nose hairs off. Well, I yeah. mean, you can, like, you can, I mean, other than the blast killing you, you know, if someone inhales that hot of air, you're dead. You just fried your lungs. It's. Yep. <laughs> That's crazy. Anyhow, um, our phone number here, folks, is 347-677-0699. Stay tuned because the subject of our show at around 630 um, or after our first segment is uh, called Reality Ring Rooted or Really? This is all about separating Budo from the bullshit. So we're going to be discussing the differences between reality-based martial arts traditional arts, competition arts, ring arts, and, well, bullshit. So if you want to join the conversation, we open our phone lines at 630. Our phone number is 347-677-0699. So let's get the show on the road. So let's start with birthdays. Who do you have for birthdays there, Sifu Bob? Okay, for birthdays, we have a great martial artist out of Texas, Goldie Mac. His birthday is on the 5th. A good friend of mine, uh, a friend of the show that I've tried to get on a few times, but he's a, an actual professional newscaster on a radio station in San Diego. John Keone Monte, his birthday is on the 7th. A uh, good friend that was, was on my daughter's soccer team. Uh, one of the mothers, Jody Edwards, uh, her birthday is on the 9th. And Joy Spencer, which her son and my son were in scouts together, her birthday is also on the 9th. Awesome. I've got a few birthdays. On the 4th, we've got Bob Gomez, Lawrence Caberto, and Catherine Kitty Cagnette Knight. On the 6th, uh, happy birthday to Tony Collins, Megan Durkin Odin, and uh, Professor Al Dacascos of the One Hopkindo system. On the 8th, we've got a good friend and fan of our show, April J. Vidal, and Paul Beyer, a prior student of mine. On the 9th, we've got Grandmaster Stephen Hayes of Ninjutsu. And on the 10th, we've got Ariana Burns, who I know as Ari, a good friend of mine. So for everyone having a birthday the week of September 4th through the 10th, this tune is for you. I want to wanna wish you a happy birthday. I want to wanna help you celebrate. Bossy, bossy in the island way You'll be jamming all night Till the light of day Your birthday, birthday is your day to shine Another year and you'll be looking fine So have a no worries, don't you hesitate It's time to party, party, time to celebrate 
happy birthday, everyone. Make it a great birthday week. Okie dokie. Rusty, I, I got, I, you know, I think bottling this up. I told my wife tonight, you know how you and I always try to push honesty, you know, t- tell people the, what, the real you, you know, you're real Ray. Don't embellish. Don't be a second, a legitimate second Dan and clean pants. You know, that kind of thing. Right. Just be right. honest with people. Mm-hmm. Well, I got to tell our listeners, I'm not going to mention any names. There was a gentleman that you and I had met on the Cynthia Roth Rock Roast. Okay. That I think he was embellishing to impress the girl he was with. He came up to you and I out of the blue. We never met him before. And all mm-hmm. of a sudden says, don't, wor- don't worry, you're safe here tonight. And we're like looking at each other going, what? Oh, 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 okay. I'm like, who? He's like, yeah, I... I I checked out the whole room. Everybody's fine. I'm, I'm, you're safe as long as I'm here. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what? Really? <laughs> and then, now, now, I don't know if he knew who Frank Dukes was, but he was talking to Frank Dukes, and Frank asked him, what, he, what does he do? He says, well, I'm into executive protection or whatever, and, but all of my jobs are classified. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, you know what's really Frank. funny now? <laughs> talking to Frank. Talking yeah. to Frank. And this guy was so full of himself that he was trying to impress this girl. Well, the funny part was that anybody who asked her about him, like the guy who's sitting next to her, says, Oh, is he your boyfriend? Oh, no, I'm one of his students. She went out of, his, out of her way to say, I'm really not with him. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, you know, folks, and, and this is just, this is just something that, you know, me and Bob have always suggested to people, you know, just be honest, <clears throat> you know, just because, you know, we're around a bunch of masters or whatever, it doesn't, you know, it, you could be a white belt, it doesn't matter, you know, if you're cool, it's all cool. So, you know, just be yourself, and, everybody. And- and and don't be arrogant about things because there are people that will that will absolutely call you out on your crap. Yeah, yeah, and 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 that's 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 not fun. You don't want that. <laughs> no, no. No, you don't. Oh man. All right. Okay, that was um, my little rant. Okay. All right. So, what do we got for announcements? What do you have on your end there, Bob? Oh, man, I just walked away from my phone. But on my end, and you're coming out of retirement for this yes. is the Gathering of Champions to be held Saturday, October 15th at 8.30 a.m. That must be when registration starts. Yeah, I think so. Uh, it's going to be well, held at the Torrance Marriott, Redondo Beach, 3635 Fashion Way in Torrance, California. Open to all styles and all levels and all ages. You know, pretty soon, though, you'll be able to enter the senior division. (laughs) I think the senior division already started it something. You know, I mean, some tournaments over here in the Northwest, the senior division starts at 35. I know. What is up with that? I don't know. I consider 55 and over, you know. I can see 55. But when you turn 55, you're going to say, no, senior division's at 60. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. You know. <laughs> oh, my God. And, and I don't remember if I registered for senior or if there was even a, a 
uh, a thing for senior. But now, <laughs> so check this check this um, tournament out, you guys, the Gathering of Champions. It is the first tournament that Sifu and Giabad yeah. and Sensei Jason Mancia are uh, sanctioning themselves. It's their first tournament. So go and uh, go and support that tournament because they certainly have supported many martial arts tournaments and many martial artists throughout their many years of uh, yes, martial arts. Yes, they have. Absolutely. They have. Uh-huh. Absolutely. So go check it out. And uh, when I say I'm coming out of retirement for this, remember, I don't fight. I I was just a forms practitioner when I was in, in my uh, competition heyday. So I'm just going to be doing Tai Chi form. That's it. But I haven't competed in about 15 years. Uh, almost. Wait. Trying to do the math. When was the last time I went to a tournament and competed? 2001? Yeah. 15 years. <laughs> so that's it. This ought, this ought to be fun. We'll see what happens. <laughs> yeah, but was that, was that when you were at national level? Yeah. International, actually. Wow. Yeah. Oh, so. sorry. Ooh, lot yeah. Ooh, oh, I know, right? <laughs> International, national, whichever. It's a, so. It, it, yeah, it'll be interesting. So, like, I was, I've been training, you know, my uh, Tai Chi form the way that I used to do it, and boy, boy, they're right when, when, when you say that, you know, that when you get older, you just don't bounce back like you used to. <laughs> my legs have been perpetually uh, sore. Tell me. It's like, oh yeah. my god, I hate my knees. Okay. Now, are you going to do Chen style? I'm going to do Chen style, yes. Good, good. Because you know what you're going to find is that you know you're going to have a lot of karate practitioners. So yes. if, you've got a lot of, if you've got karate practitioners judging you, they're going to want to be hard. Yep, yep. Yep, you know I already I mean? thought about that. They're not going to want to see the soft of, the, of Yang. Did you? Good, I knew you would. See, they're yeah. not going to want to well, see the soft Yang. They want to see the mixture. Well, it kind of it kind of depends, it, you know. Like, uh, you know, I've some Yang people that can do Yang style Tai Chi and and embody the, you know, the the nature of power, right? Um, just without right. the screaming and the yelling and the you know stuff like that. Um, Chen style, on the other hand, even though it is a little bit harder, um, it's soft enough to make you know some newer karate black belts go what the hell is that so you know but the older people will know what to look for regardless so i'm hoping yes i'm hoping that the you know the 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 judges will will be nice on me okay let's move on i've got you you gotta be old like me and but (laughs) if you get it if i'm judging you get on my ring i'll back out i'll just (laughs) call upon myself (laughs) <laughs> okay, good. Because <laughs> you know it's it's kind of like what I do when when I'm in a ring and my own students compete. I'll you know come out of the ring, um, and of course you know most uh, most sanctioners will say nope. You know if you can't do it, then you know blah blah blah. And at that point, I'm like, oh, my student really doesn't want me judging, and because if the lowest score is six, they're getting a five. You know? <laughs> That's true. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because I, I'm just so, yep. you know, uh, you know, strict about how, you know, they should be performing and stuff. But anyway, I, anyway, I once had a student tell me that they were more nervous having me in the ring than having like Sifu Al in the ring or, you know, something like that. And it's kind of like, oh, right. well, I don't know if that's good or bad, but 
Anyhow. Okay, well, speaking right. of tournaments, we've got a tournament here coming up uh, next next uh, Saturday, as a matter of fact. And this is the City of Destiny Classic. And it's going to be Coma, Washington. And it's going to be held at Pacific Lutheran University in Olson Gymnasium in Tacoma, Washington. Um, I don't have the exact address with me, but Pacific Lutheran University is pretty big. <laughs> Just look it up. And it's uh, next Saturday. It uh, starts at, when does it start? Let me see here. (laughs) It doesn't give me a start time. It just gives me where it happens. (laughs) But, you know, most tournaments start at around 10 a.m. Safe to say this might start at 9 so, you know, try to get there early to warm up and to register. Pre-registration, of course, has already ended. So if you're going to compete, you're going to have to register at the door, and it's going to cost a little more. I don't have that information. But you want to go to cityofdestinyclassic.com, and it will give you all that information right here in the Pacific Northwest, Tacoma, Washington, Pacific Lutheran University, City of Destiny Classic. All right. <clears throat> now, well, you, you know I have one more, right? Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, what what other kind oh. of stuff do you have on your docket there? Well, you know, it's strange that you, you yourself picked this one out. And my wife is very <laughs> heavily involved. About two years ago, you came out. We have a movie night in this little district in town called Magdalene Park where they show it on a wall of a bank. Mm-hmm. And we happen to see Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. The original. Right, right. With Gene Wilder, right? Great classic mm-hmm. movie. Now, this time it's going to be held on September 16th, and they're doing it once a month through summer. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's going to be Back to the Future Outdoor Movie Night, Friday, September 16th, starting at 7 and ending at 10 at the UMI Credit Union, 3000 West Magnolia Boulevard, Burbank, California, 91505. They will have food trucks. They will have a popcorn vendor. Uh, last month, they were absolutely packed full of people. So come wow. out and enjoy it. Yeah, awesome. Very cool. That that ought to be fun. And it is fun, folks. It was my first time at that particular um, outdoor movie. And I like outdoor movie nights. It, it's pretty cool. We have them here also, considering that uh, our only remaining uh, drive-in theater had closed years ago, so it's 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 really good to go to neighborhood outdoor movies. All right. Absolutely. Um, oh, go ahead. Did you know? Well, my my son learned this in high school. Did you know that there's only like four operating drive-in theaters in the entire country now? Really, only four. Yeah, only four in the entire country. Every wow, they've all closed down. Either had malls, yeah. like the one in Burbank had a mall put over it, or they turned into swap meets, yeah, or something yeah. else, but they're all gone. Yeah, it's, yeah, that, that's, that, that's kind of sad, because there was five, until, <laughs> until Lewis and Clark Drive-In, like, went by the wayside. And that was, that was the, the highlight of my high school weekends, man, just jumping in a car with a bunch of people and going to the drive-in, and yes. And it's just too bad. And I think Netflix and Hulu and all that other kind of stuff kind of ruin that. But it ruins the experience of getting in a car and, you know, doing a drive-in movie. It's awesome. 
Yeah, remember sitting in the back of tailgates and in the back of yeah. pickups and getting yeah. a crappy hot dog and popcorn that yeah. was absolutely right. that could gag a horse. Yeah, yeah, the cold, Ugh. dry popcorn, yeah. Yeah, but it was the experience that was so fun, and I miss that. I really do. So, But only four, four drive-ins left in the entire country. That, that kind of sucks. Yep. Well... With all that said, let's move on. We get to move on to help. Well, it's not really health news as it is debunking some health and science myths. There's a lot of them that just won't die. <laughs> so, so I'm going to, I'm going to just, Pull out a couple and uh, and uh, and uh, see if Bob has one or two that uh, he wants to pull out there and let's let's see if we can debunk them, shall we? All right, here's one that just won't die because my my mom told me this when I was a teenager. My mom used to say, "Tita, you have to stop eating chocolate because it will give you pimple. It will give you acne." So. The myth is eating chocolate gives you acne, and it is false. It is so false. So here's here's a story behind this debunking. For one month, scientists fed dozens of people candy bars containing 10 times the usual amount of chocolate. 10 times, folks. And dozens of other people fake chocolate bars how do you make a fake chocolate bar like carob or something i don't know but anyway that so could you got be. People, yeah it could be carob so you've got you've got people that have 10 times chocolate and you've got people with fake no hardly chocolate okay now at the end of this month when they counted the zits before and after each diet there was no difference between the groups neither chocolate nor the fat seem to have any effect on acne. In short, you guys, it's just your own oil glands. That's it. It's just how your body deals with oil, um, your um, oil glands and your hair follicles. That's just how your body deals with it. So there you go. (laughs) Um, I've got another one because, gosh, I don't know how long ago organic food became all the rage. Do you know how long ago that was? It doesn't seem like really that long ago, but it's probably been 10 years. 10 years, maybe 20. I don't know, but it doesn't seem all that long. Yeah, I don't know. I'll I'll look that up later. But, you know, it doesn't seem like all that long. And you've got people that are all about it's got to be organic and this and that and the other. And that's the only thing I'm going to buy in the store. Well, the myth is that organic food is pesticide-free and more nutritious more nutritious, air quotes, okay? Now, here's the skinny on that. Organic food isn't really totally free of pesticides, and it isn't necessarily more nutritious or better for you. Now, farmers who grow organic produce are permitted to use chemicals that are naturally derived and in some cases are actually worse for the environment than their synthetic counterparts. However... Pesticide levels on both organic and non-organic foods are so low that they aren't even 
of concern for consumption, according to the USDA. Eating organic food also doesn't come with any nutritional benefits over non-organic food. According to a review of 98,727 potentially relevant studies, so 98,000 studies that have compared the nutritional value of organic food and non-organic food say there really isn't that much of a difference. All right. Now, do you have a myth that, well, you'd, no, actually, uh, that you've been wondering actually, about? Actually, I, I do, but do you, do you know what the difference is between non-organic and organic food? This is the honest-to-God's truth. What's that? What they can charge for organic food. Right, right. You got that right. Oh, my God. Organic food. Why does it have to be so freaking expensive? <laughs> you know? Right. I mean, there's no, no more nutritional value to it. Right. Right. I think, you know, I think people are paying for what they would assume would be the greater work of, of you know, starting organic food. Now, what I want to know, folks, and call in and place your thoughts on this for this first segment, because it doesn't make any sense to me at all. Organic. Okay. Anything that grows out of the ground I think is organic. <laughs> okay. So even if they, they spray it with synthetic pesticides or what have you, to me, if it grows out of the ground or comes off of a tree or you can pluck off of a bush or pull out of the ground, I think it's organic. So, meaning that, you know, if, if you eat it, it'll break itself down back into, you know, components that are good for the dirt. What makes it so different? I don't understand. You know, it's all organic to me. So, so I think people are paying for what they think would be extra work or the extra, you know, natural derived uh, pesticides and, and stuff like that. That's what I think. So, exactly. but man, almost twice as much, right? I was looking for blackberries yeah. and blueberries. When my mom was ill, you know, we were on this like, okay, we got to get everything natural, organic and stuff like that. And I would just, my wallet would cringe in my pants the second I would start walking to the organic food section. <laughs> I'd be like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's for mom. It's for mom. So, all right. <laughs> okay. Um, there, okay. You know, there is a myth out there, a big one. Okay. And I think this was started by kids that are clumsy. You know how kids drop things? Right, right. The five-second the five oh. rule that's okay to drop something as long as you pick it up in four or five seconds to be able to eat it. Aha. Uh-huh. Big myth. Yeah, okay. That's a good one because <laughs> – you're probably right because when you're a kid and you drop something and it was something really, really good that you really wanted to eat and it falls on the floor, you're going to make up some excuse to make it okay to eat even after you drop it, right? Right. <laughs> now, this five-second rule, some people know it. It's a three-second rule. It's bogus. It's bullshit. Bacteria can contaminate your food within milliseconds. You drop it, boom, that's it. Thousands of bacteria and germs on your food. 
And um, scientists that have done such myth-busting tests show that moist foods attract more bacteria than the dry foods, but there is no safe duration. So it's not like you can take like, you know, I don't know, um, like a potato chip drop it on the floor and it's better than the mashed potatoes that you dropped on the floor. <laughs> Instead, food safety depends on how clean the surface you've dropped the food on is. So if you drop it on the floor, forget it. Now, whether or not you eat it is it's up to you folks, but if people walk on that floor and are also walking around your city or doing whatever on that floor, Bob and I wouldn't recommend it to you. That myth was squished. <laughs> All right, I got one more and we're going to move on. Um, the other one is that ice cream can make your colds worse. <laughs> That's what my mom told me too, along with don't go out with wet hair, you'll catch pneumonia. Okay, so eating ice cream will make your cold worse. Come on, folks. Now that's bullshit. <laughs> okay. <laughs> now, if you're feeling bad, you know, like if you're a little feverish and you feel better because you have ice cream, you know, go for it. Now, the idea that dairy um, increases mucus production um, is uh, not as true as people believe. And that's what people are talking about when they say it makes your colds worse. It'll make you more uh, gucky and mucusy and snotty and stuff like that. Now, however, according to researchers at Mayo Clinic, they say that frozen dairy products can actually soothe a sore throat and provide calories that you may otherwise may not have eaten due to a lack of appetite. So there you go. When you're feeling sick and you've got kind of that sore, scratchy throat, reach for that Ben and Jerry's. <laughs> All right. So that's, uh, that's it for my health tips and science tips. Let's move on to where's my weird news? Where'd it go? Come on. Weird there it is. news. There you go. Weird news. What do we okay. have for weird we, news, everybody? Uh, we are running a little bit behind today, but we are running behind. The first segment. Uh, yes. This, this one was actually sort of funny. Duke the dog wins third term as mayor of a Minnesota town. A Minnesota, <laughs> Minnesota has a dog for a mayor. Wow. Uh, January 10, 2015, Duke, a great Pyrenees, lounges on a couch with David Rick during the 2015 World Dog Award of Barker Hanger in Santa Monica. That's, that's actually near me. The four-legged oh. mayor of northwestern Minnesota Village greets voters like a true politician. Duke, a nine-year-old Great Pyrenees, won a third one-year term as honorary mayor of Kremer Township on Saturday. The biggest shaggy mm-hmm. white dog was overwhelmingly reelected at the sixth annual Cormorm. Never mind. That's why you get the hard work, damn it. Uh, <laughs> Let me see here. Well, um, they have, they have a, Cormorant. Cormorant Township. Cormorant. Cormorant Days Festival. Yeah. Anyone could pay a dollar and cast a vote. Cormorant <laughs> resident Karen Nelson says Duke greets everyone who comes to the village of about 
20 people nestled among lakes about 180 miles north of Minneapolis. Uh Nelson says the canine mayor also is popular with children. She says Duke can have 10 kids on him and he don't care. Aww. (laughs) Very cool. Duke was elected, was first elected in a write-in vote in 2014. Oh, wow. He was a write-in and he was voted in. How cool is that? You know? That's actually very cool. That is cool. And sometimes even the dogs can run your city a little better. (laughs) All right. That's right. So that was the weird news. Let's move on to Bob's Entertainment News. All right. Now everybody, everybody knows I drive for Lyft from time to time. That's, right. That's why I picked it's the story. It's Lyft, not Uber. Kendall everyone Skinner. thinks it's Uber. It's Lyft. Everybody folks. calls everybody. it Uber. Yeah. Every, well, Uber. Yeah. Kendall Jenner, the the daughter Kendall of Jenner. Bruce Bruce and Chris Jenner, right? She's mm-hmm. worth like thirty million dollars. Wow. She's very very well off as part of the Kardashian cartel. Kendall right. Jenner proves the rich really do get richer. But in this hmm. case, it's because of a fast-thinking Uber competitor. Seems Kendall hmm. had a problem with her Uber account. For some reason, it was put on hold. Kim made it public by grousing on Twitter. She had to drive Kendall around. Uber hmm. said in a, it was a, a, an, an account glitch, but we're told Lyft, Swooped in before the problem was corrected and offered Kendall free rides for an entire year. Good, wow. Good thing it happened during a long weekend. Now she can afford to go out to dinner. <laughs> wow, really? Yeah, right. <laughs> and that is my entertainment news. Awesome. All right. So we're only four minutes behind. Well, we're going to be eight, (laughs) eight minutes behind because we're going to go ahead and take a short PSA and commercial break. And when we come back, we're going to be discussing the differences between traditional martial arts, ring and sport arts and reality based arts and bullshit arts. So don't go away, folks. We'll be right back after this. High school is a time for figuring things out, like finding the square root of X when your ex won't stop texting you, or how to write an essay on Twelfth Night the night before it's due. It's about making friends and making memories. It's about deciding where you fit, where you stand, and what you simply won't stand for. Long after class is dismissed, after you've left the hall, and moved on with life after you've forgotten all the answers to all the tests you'll remember the day you figured out the kind of person you were going to be stand up for someone being bullied and they'll never forget you stand up to bullying in 50 feet turn left why are you driving so slowly? After a few drinks, I'm taking it slow. Well, you're not fooling the cop behind you. What? Get ready to pay in point one miles. Getting pulled over for buzz driving could cost you around $10,000 in fines, legal fees, and increased insurance rates. Nothing kills a buzz like getting pulled over for buzz driving, because buzz driving is drunk driving. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. The Heart Truth is a campaign sponsored by the National Heart, Lung, and Blood Institute to raise awareness about heart health. One thing that everyone can do to support heart health is to get moving. 
health and fitness expert Dr. Pamela Peek says that small steps can lead to big benefits. Throughout the day, just get up and move more. Park your car in the farthest parking spot. Find any excuse to walk as you live your busy life. The key to heart health is regular physical activity and a balanced diet. I help get my patients educated and motivated to stay active every single day. That's why I'm behind the Heart Truth campaign and those who partnered with it, like Diet Coke. Join them this month as they work to educate, inspire, and motivate by visiting dietcoke.com slash hearttruth. Inside this little Burbank building, this is the first museum in the world dedicated to martial arts. It, it really reflects on the style and the, the philosophy of each and every different culture. White eyebrow kung fu, monkey kung fu, the animal styles, Shaolin. Talking about the ninja here. Japan had the samurai. Here we go into our Korean section. In fact, every corner of Asia and the Pacific has its own martial art. It'll be an absolute shame if one day you ask a kid and he doesn't know who Bruce Lee is. From the history of the Japanese samurai to the artistry of anime, Enjoy a look into Asian culture by visiting the Martial Arts History Museum in Burbank. Hi, this is Frank Duke. This is T.J. Douglas Wong. Hi, this is Kumu Lua, Michelle Manu, and you're listening to Rosita and Bob on the Dynamic Dojo Radio Show. The only place to be to get the real scoop on the real things that are going on in the martial arts world. Do you have an idea for a guest? or a topic that you'd like to hear on the Dynamic Dojo Talk radio show? If you do, you can email your suggestions and ideas to dynamicdojoradiohost at gmail.com or you can also post it on the Dynamic Dojo Facebook page. You're listening to the Dynamic Dojo Show with Restita and Robert, your source for martial arts talk radio. All right, and we are back. This is Dynamic Dojo Talk Radio with Rastita and Robert. Our phone number here is 347-677-0699. And our subject of discussion today is differences between traditional arts and sports, ring arts, and uh, reality-based fighting arts and bullshit <laughs> martial arts. And we've got several people that have called in to, to add on to this conversation. And what I'd like to do is I'd like to introduce each master that uh, has called in. And uh, when I bring up your mic, I was wondering if each of you can uh, just uh, very briefly uh, give, us, uh, give us where you're from and what your primary martial art is and how, how long you've been doing martial arts. So let's start with Sensei Wayne Riley. Hey guys, how's it going? I am from Tipo, Ohio, and uh, my martial art is Ishiru Karate. Right on. And how long have you been doing that? 44 years. 44 years, folks. That's a long time. Right on. So we have him on our discussion panel. And uh, also on our discussion panel, we've got Professor Patrick McDaniel. How How are you doing, Professor? Hey, I'm fine. How are you guys? Really good, really good. All right, really I'm Professor Pat McDaniel. Uh, I'm in I, I my school is in Midland, North Carolina, which is like ten miles uh, east of Charlotte, North Carolina. 
Uh-huh. My uh, basic art is Kajikimbo. Uh, I developed the Kiyokai Kimbo system, and I've been in the martial arts for 43 years. Wow. How cool is that? <laughs> All right. And last right now, as far as the people on the line with us, we've got Soke Greg Woldridge. Hello. Thank you for joining us. It's so good to hear your voice. <laughs> hey everybody! Hey, all respects to all the masters. Uh, my name is Greg Woldridge. Um, my main primary system is King Schwandelkan. Uh, Forty-two years in martial arts, and uh, just a humble student, and uh, happy to be here. Right on. Very and cool. uh, let's go. Let's go ahead and um, let's go to Bob and I also, just so everyone kind of knows, you know, who the panel is. So, Bob, my co-host, you know. Where uh, where are you from, and uh, how many years, and what do you study, what or whatever? Yeah. <laughs> well, well, I've, I'm uh, <laughs> I, I've, uh, I, I'm in Burbank. I've studied several different martial arts. I've uh, been under Greg for quite some time in Kang Swado. Uh, started out in Taekwondo, went to Jeet Kune Do, Wing Chun, Okinawan Tae, and I've been in the arts for 40 years. Which is pretty amazing because I'm only I only look in Act Twenty Three. <laughs> <laughs> I just turned twenty two. Just so you know. <laughs> oh yeah, I do. I realize that. Oh, well, see, funny. Greg and I have this thing about I'm a full year older than him, but really it's only two months. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Two. He's still fifty one. So I'm an old man for two months. I'm 52 now. I'm 52. (laughs) (laughs) I know you are. (laughs) So, you know, I'm the baby of the bunch. So there you go. (laughs) I'm just the baby duck. And I'm I'm Rosita. And I've uh, been doing martial arts since 1978. And I've done Butokukan Karate, Chen Style Tai Chi, Yang Style Tai Chi, Kajukembo in the uh, Chan Fa and One Hop Kendo branches, uh, Kudo, Iaido, and uh, Eskrima. So I've done all that. So there Ooh. you go. I don't know how many years that is, but if we just say around 40 for each, one, two, three, four, five, that's, that's over 160 years of experience right here. Um, yeah. Four times 40. Oh. Yeah. So there we go. So I just wanted to like put that out there. Now, the reason why we wanted to put that out there is because, the subject that we're dealing with, um, the difference between reality-based um, sport arts, um, traditional arts, and bullshit arts, we've done either most or all of it at one point in all of our careers. So, you know, and if there's anyone else out there that would like to add on to this conversation, please do. Our phone number is 347-677-0699. Now, before we get into that, Dear panel, why don't we go through each of those categories and uh, just kind of give our take um, on what each category can be defined as. So let's start off with traditional arts. How would you guys describe or define traditional arts? Who wants to go first? Anybody? Don't all volunteer at once now. You you know... (laughs) I'll say this. I'll say this. Okay. I, think, I don't think we look at it as one genre compared to another genre. I think right. um, we come from a legacy of the martial arts that comes from long before us. 
And right. that that legacy re- reflected the time and scope we lived in. Mm-hmm. Now, we live in a time today where you have military high speed, bodyguarding high speed, law enforcement high speed. Techniques and things are changing quickly. But I think right. um, if we talk about just traditional issues, it's not just you know physical technique. It's about that 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 uh, philosophical legacy. It's about that spiritual yes. legacy. It's about so many things that seem to be forgotten today by the combative sport people. In some ways, you know, mm-hmm. um, we all came up. I think everybody on this on this line, when we came up through the dojo, funky and sweaty. We all learned weapons. We were all doing kata. We were all sparring and fighting. We're all doing technique. We're all doing self-defense. We're all doing a combination of things. But, right. you know, things are changing today. You know, we're, we're seeing more myopic views, more kind of secular, singular views. Yeah. Um, so I'm not sure if you can look at it from a pure traditional view or progressive view. Um, I think it's all kind of tied together, but I think we look at it from a totality. And that's just my humble, yeah. my humble thing. Yeah, you you're you're right, Soke, in that all of us here on this particular panel look at it that way. Um, you know, however, if there were, you know, just a student that, you know, that was looking for the answer to what are the differences between these categories, because, you know, that's what students do. They want to categorize stuff so that way they can put it in a box. Yeah, but sometimes there's there is no box. And sometimes that's true. there's no answer. Yeah. There's no answer. Exactly. They seek an answer. It doesn't mean I'm going to give them an answer. Okay? Well, yeah. There may not be. There may not be <laughs> an answer. True. There may not be an answer. You know, this yeah. is the whole point. When you start saying what is good, you automatically define what is bad. You know, I mean, it's just you got to be weary about definitions. Okay? The right. question is, where, where did we? If you're asking me where did we come from, then I'd be the first one to say, hey, I'd love to talk to you about that. So if you're going to tell me to define traditional martial arts. I, that's a, that's a bit of a quagmire. That's just my opinion. It is. It it is. No, you know, I completely agree with you. It's it's it's. I didn't ask ask this to be like a trick question for the panel, but rather, <laughs> you know, the because uh, you know some people just prefer to put categories on stuff, to put labels on stuff. I mean, coming up for forty, fifty something years, we know that you know we can't say well traditional is this. And reality is that because, you know, everything like all, you know, comes together. But, um, you know, is, is there something that we can that we can tell a beginner, hey, you know, traditional means, I don't know, 500 years old. I mean, you know, what <laughs> would there would there be something that, you know, a, a student could put in their beginner brain before they learn the real meat of it? So, um, right. what do you what do you think, Bob? Well, see, I, I agree with with so you, Greg, to to a point. You can't define it today. When we well, started yeah. forty years ago, my definition would be an art that is pure of heart, meaning an art that is as close to the original or is handed down generation by generation by generation and kept to its purest form, if that's even possible. Right, right, right. Because there's yeah, always changes. Yeah. To me, if I had to define it, that would be it. Okay. Yeah, but who, nice def- who defines what is purest? 
who defines, I mean, I get a little, you know, we, we live in a day-to-day. Today's world is um, our application has to be effective. We have to be able to teach cops. We have to be able to teach and train bodyguards. We have to be able to teach and train military. We have to deal with the bouncers who work the clubs. We have to right. also deal with the, every, the everyday bodyguard, who's that everyday mom and dad, who has to protect and defend at the same time. Yet, mm-hmm. we still need to um, engender a passion for the legacy, for the tradition, for right. the fundamental right. movements, for that fundamental spirit, for the things that drive and move and, and kind of touch the heart. And you have to find a middle ground between tradition and progressive. And the question is, how do you do that? I think we all have a different way of doing it. Um, some do it well, some don't. Okay? Right. Um, but... You know, the thing is, uh, is where does somebody come from, from their background? Are they, were they just, were they, um, uh, they come up just in the dojo or, or were they out there on the streets? Were they military? Were they talking? Were they doing, what were they doing? It's all going to be uh, impacted by the experience of that individual master who's driving that art. That's right. Exactly. Right. What about hey, you, Master, Wayne? I know you're on that line. I hear you over on the line. You can jump in. Yeah, let's go to Wayne. What well, I, I kind of have the same feelings as 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 uh, it's okay, Greg. There, um, okay. you know, you have to be able to adapt. You know, you, you you can't you can't teach someone you know several hundred year old art that's going to stay pure in its purest form all the way through. It's just impossible. Yeah, right. There's so much there's so much change, there's so much ad- adaptation. You know, you have to adapt, adapt or die, really. You know, you, right. you have to uh, you have to change technique. You have to train in the now. You can't train in the past. Exactly, exactly. What about you, uh, Professor? What you, no, what I totally you agree. I totally agree, totally agree. Uh, that's so great here, right on the head. You know, a tradition, you can, you can say tradition and mean something that's 700 years old, or you right. can say tradition and say, uh, this is what I picked up from uh, uh, Grandmaster George Jack and he picked up from Grandmaster Richard Peralta, Don Alalewa, who came from Ayurea, who came from Cizio and Parado, you know, but <laughs> yeah. you, you see what I'm saying? <laughs> hey, that's right. Oh, professor. Oh, yeah. Yeah, right. right. So it, anyway, uh, you, can, you can establish tradition as well. Okay, this is what I got from those guys. It's like, it's like the numbers on the clock. You know, if I got it from 12 o'clock and I moved to 1 o'clock and I moved to 2 o'clock, you know, right. so we're going around this clock. So what have we picked up now? Now we started right. off with, yeah. the, with the basic form. Mm-hmm. We started off, you know, with our horse dances, you know, and our, our forward punches. And this is yeah. a traditional art. But now as right. we learn how to develop a self-defense concept, and it's got to be a, a, it's gotta be a personal style as well. I'm passing on traditional art, but my name is not. Cedro and Parado. You know, right. I'm, I'm yeah. Daniel. Yeah. So, right. yeah. so how 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 have I how have I put myself into this tradition that was passed down to me? And now how do I teach it to the students right. under me? Okay. So right. yeah, very 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 good. Yeah. Professor, right. that's heavy. That's heavy. Yeah, that was You're heavy, right. wasn't it? That's <laughs> that heavy. Was heavy. He's all over it. He's all over it. Right. Yeah. Now, how then? Let's uh, let's uh, talk to uh, uh, Wayne here because he does karate. Um, like, 
you know, there's the term koryu, right, for old school. So, yeah. I mean, why is there then, you know, this term koryu? You know, like I do iaido, and then there's koryu iaido, and then there's like gendai budo or the modern style. You know, what what what's the delineation between the two? I mean, I think that's what I that's kind of more along the lines of what I meant in my question is like what would be what what would we tell a student a student a karate student or a Japanese artist what the difference is between koryu budo and gendai budo? What are your thoughts on that? Oh, let's see. Um, Wow, you got me stumped here. (laughs) Didn't mean to put you on the spot. I'm sorry. Hey, hey, Pastor Wayne, I'll I'll jump in real quick if if it's okay. Go ahead. Uh, You know what? I want you to think about building a house. You have a foundation, and what we do in, 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 the, right. in the foundational phases right. of our training is we reverse punch, we straight punch, we lunge punch, we downward block, right. we work stances, our back stance. We work all the foundational issues. What we do is we develop a foundation that empowers the student to build any type of house he wants on that foundation. So as, as, as simple senseis, all I want to do is – teach somebody the ABCs so that they can learn to read and write on their own, okay? What they read and write is up to them. How they read and write is up to them. And how well they read and write is up to them. You know, all we can do as senseis is help them develop a good, solid, concrete foundation that they can build any house upon. Now, the house they choose is up to them, but we will help guide them we, but, but they have to make the decision as to what tool to use, what nail, what hammer, how they're going to make that house happen. I think as a simple sensei, my job is there to help build a simple foundation that empowers the student to make his own choices. Awesome. Right. I'm they want a two-bedroom right. or a three-bedroom, they I'm add glad on. you put that in there. Yeah, exactly. I'm glad that you, said, that you guys uh, reiterated on that because – you know, there. I've been getting text messages all day about students that um, and other people that wanted to listen in and stuff like that. And I and I think, you know, all of these answers are really something, especially students should be um, should be taking heed of. Um, now, I once told a student once that really the only difference between quote unquote, and I'm doing air quotes right now, traditional, and like anything else is that many times people that choose to uh, practice traditional arts will practice the art the way that it was back way back then, regardless of the evolution of martial arts, right? So, like, you know, I've met a lot of people that love to be stuck in time and, you know, be that, you know, that, you know, Kung Fu master from like 14, 15, you know, <laughs> 1492 or something like that from, you know, hundreds of years ago. And they'll stick to that because that's what really, you know, uh, that's what really uh, floats their boat. Um, or, you know, people that are, you know, stuck in like trying to live like ancient Filipinos to, to live like, you know, the Ifugao tribe or something like that because they think it'll help their eskrima or something, right? Well, um, you, know, you know, you know, Master Sita, you know, in all honesty, 
I'm just a, you know, I'm kind of going through a little bit of that now. You know, my mm-hmm. grandmaster passed, and you know, uh, Master Bible uh, mm-hmm. died seven years ago, and you know, for whatever reason, he chose me on his deathbed to carry it on. Now, mm-hmm. now I don't, you know, nobody would ever ask for that. I mean, I'll be honest with right. you, it's a heavy, right. it's a heavy reality. It's but, heavy, yeah. yeah. But the thing is, is I can't. I can't do it the way he would do it. I have yeah. to love my grandmaster, respect my grandmaster as a second father like he was to me, but he left it now to me so I can move it. And you know right. what? I don't have all the answers. What I have is a solid tree of people under around me who support me, who I trust and I listen to, and they're just as good as I am. Don't ask me why I got the task. I don't know why he picked me, but he did. But you know what? I listen to those around me. I, I, I take, and what we do is just try to be as honest as we can with what we're doing in the moment, today, in 2016. I'm a retired cop and an active bodyguard. All I know is I know the dojo, but I also know the street. And how do we draw a duality? How, yeah, how do we draw that middle ground to share to that everyday student um, what we want to share with them? I can't teach them anything. I can share with them what's inside of me. And, you know, teaching is this physical demonstration, which really doesn't impact people. Sharing is a personal experience that deeply impacts the spirit. So I just want to share that just like they are on their path, I'm no different than them. And so, right. you know, I, I, you know, I, I, I hear the, the, the definitions of the discussion, and I just get a little weary about definitions because I think when you start trying to define things, you start to lose things. And because I don't think there are any answers. I, I think we're all trying to find a simple path, and that path varies from artist to artist. Right. Yeah. Right. No, I, I I hear you. So okay. I guess I guess the question is more about not you know you know us defining it or defining you know traditional versus reality based or what have you, but rather why there are these labels. I, I guess that's kind of where this particular question yeah. is gearing toward. Um, you know, why is it people call karate a traditional art, and why is it that? "Quote unquote," modern people look at traditionalists. "Quote unquote," I'm doing the air quotes. Can you see? And go, well, that shit ain't gonna yeah. work. Who says that? Why do? Who, 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 oh. who says it's not oh. gonna work? That's oh, I, my I, I've met though. a yeah, I've met I mean, a lot of people you, that look at traditional, like traditional karate, and go, oh, that that's not gonna work. You know, people you that need don't to do, do it, you know, people that don't do it. Yeah, you know, if, yeah. If, if they never, if they haven't trained that way, if they haven't shared their blood, sweat, and tears, and really understand, you know, where we start and how we're building from the beginning to the middle to the end and to the continuation. Right. If people don't understand that kind of discipline, then they're going to criticize it because they don't understand it. It's just like like people. I can can sit in a room full of Spanish-speaking people, and if I don't know what the hell they're saying, I'm going to start criticizing. You know? Absolutely. <laughs> Professor, you're all over it, brother. I know, right? That's right. They could be talking about you, right? Yeah. That's right. 
That's right. Wow. Wow. You know, if people don't understand something, if they if they truly don't understand something, that's where you're going to get your your criticism. That's where you're going right. to get your you know, oh, exactly. what I do is better than what you do because they don't understand. Exactly. They have exactly. not been there. They have not done what we have done. They do their things their way. We do our things our way. Yeah. You know. So if yeah. they don't understand it, they're going to criticize it, and it, you know, it's right. just, just human nature. Yeah. Yeah. You know, my father. Yeah. My father just passed away two months ago. And one of the things he just he, he told me in my whole life, guys, and he said, you know, never let this world define who you are. You define who you are. Exactly. And, and the idea, you know, Rosita is, you know, when a student comes into the game asking questions, I hate to tell the student that he, he's not driving the car. <laughs> you know, <Yeah>. he's a student. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you you might get an answer. You might not get an answer. You, right. you know what? You, sometimes you just got to be quiet and step in and do what you got to do as a student. I don't right. owe you. I don't owe students to answer every question they have. I don't exactly. owe that. That's not my exactly. task. That's not any sensei's task. Okay. Yeah. So I, I don't get in the habit of answering or quote unquote answering questions to students who have no background or training to even know that the question is appropriate. Thank you. Right. Right. Right, right, right. So, yeah, I mean, that's, you know, and that's, that's great that we brought that up because, you know, I've met uh, plenty of people that assume that I owe them because they pay me. Right. Um, And it's Mm kind of like, I don't owe you shit. I'm sorry. You know, (laughs) I love that. Don't say sorry. You know, that. I don't right. owe you shit because you're paying for, for the right to be in my building right now. Right. Um, but on the other hand, you know, if I know that a student is, you know, really willing to, you know, be the best that they want to be, you know, I tell them, hey, I can only I can only answer stuff that I've been through. I can't answer this or that or, you know, what's going to happen to you 10 years from now or what if questions, because I can only speak from from my experience um, and from other people's experience, from what I've heard, that kind of thing. So, you know, when people start demanding answers from us, you know, it's kind of like you don't get an answer. hold Hold on. I mean, terminology, words have meaning. When, when you say mm-hmm. people start demanding, you know, that's, these are things that as instructors, we need to understand how to manage dysfunction. Mm-hmm. I mean, right. it's, easy to teach, it's easy to teach somebody who's gifted and he's on point, he loves it. Okay, that's like 1% of 100, right? <laughs> right. 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 right? We have to deal with dysfunction, meaning that people are coming with a perspective that's out of, out of whack a little bit. Now, they think, we, they think we owe it to them to say what they want to hear. They are mistaken. Yep. Okay? Right. They can step right back out the door they walked in. Right. Exactly. All right? They're not needed here. <laughs> they're, right. they're, they're, want, they're wanted here, but they're not needed. Okay? Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. students, we don't bend... Um, to make a student feel good about what he's doing. We put a path in front of them, and if they choose to walk that path, that's up to them, and we'll walk it with them. 
Mm-hmm. But if she right. doesn't like it and she doesn't like it, they can take their little ass right back out the door. <laughs> <laughs> <You're> right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and, and I want to tell our I want to tell our listeners right here, you know, any students of ours, any students of ours that are listening, you know, we say this, you know, in all teacherly love, because you know, a lot of times, you know, the what we want. Okay, isn't what we get as students, you know, and, you know, as Soke Greg always says, we teach you what you need, not what you freaking want. And that want might be become, you know, something that you need. But, you know, I got people coming in here telling me how to teach Tai Chi. And I'm like, excuse me? You know, you want me to teach you Tai Chi the way you want it taught? That's funny. Last I thought, you know. (laughs) And it's just kind of like, come on. You know, let us do our job and let us help you become a student. Okay. Let me lay this this on you. Yes, sir. I actually got this from a movie. I'm I'm real good at taking one thing (laughs) and associating it with with this. But, you know, I'm watching this movie. There's this scene where this woman is going to go out on a date with this guy, right? And right. she she walks in the room, and this guy is dressed in his uh in his in his his dinner suit, his, his evening suit. I mean, he's tucked down, he looks good, and she compliments him. And she's got on this gorgeous red dress. Maybe you've seen the movie, but she's got on this gorgeous red dress, and she's got a scarf over the top of the dress. He looks at her and he says, "Take off the scarf." So she looks at him, you know, not really understanding why he wants her to remove the scarf. And he says, if you're going to wear that dress, wear it with confidence. You know, so this is what I'm talking about. When If someone walks into your dojo and you are the teacher, then you, your image and your whole profile is confident. And they're there right. to learn from somebody something that yeah. they don't know when they walk through the door. You know, right. so I had to learn, I had to really learn to develop that confidence as a teacher because after after these 40 years, these 40 years of training and blood, sweat, and tears, what what I'm there to teach you, I know what the hell I'm doing. Yeah. I know what I'm doing fundamentally. Well, I'm there to teach you, exactly. I know what I'm doing. However, teaching is learning. And, and the relationship between the teacher and the yes. student is reciprocity. I'm there uh, to give you yep. my best. But you're there to give me your best as well. Say that again. Yes, say that one more time. That, yes. That's how profound what the professor just said is. Professor, yeah. say that one more time. The relationship between the teacher and the student is reciprocity. Yes. Oh, yes. my God. That's yes. deep. That is, that that is, is just, deep. That's and I'm going to quote him right now. <laughs> I'm going to quote him. <laughs> hey, hey professor, great. I think I owe you a cold beer. <laughs> yeah, and you get a cold beer for that one. I know, oh, right? You. I'm gonna, I'm gonna quote you on that, Professor. That's, it's true. It's like, oh my gosh, you know, I like that. That is, that is very deep because that goes mm-hmm. into. There's so many layers to that onion, right there. All right, right let's right. move away from, let's move away from the traditional aspect and let's um, kind of talk a little bit about reality based. Reality-based, reality um, uh, I don't even know if the, whether to call them systems or whatever, because we know, as everyone here on the panel, that, you know, any martial system is reality-based. However, there are people out there that stereotype certain arts as 
being the only reality-based arts in comparison to everything else. So I don't know. Who, who are these people, though, Richie Rasia? You know, I'm just challenging you, you to... on that terminology. There are people who say, you know, that's a pretty yeah. kind of narrow, ignorant kind of person that would do it. Oh, my you know, goodness. got to get on you know, YouTube. I, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, listen, I understand. There's always I, somebody I guess, on YouTube. Listen, yeah. I, I, I say this. I think, you know, all of us on, on the talk today understand that I think what allows us to be effective is that we are, we are truly rooted in solid tradition. And that tradition with maturity allows us an expression that absolutely impacts the progressive environment. Okay, because we're right. current, we're on top of it, we're, we're in the moment, yet we're still fundamental and legacied and traditional, okay? Mm-hmm. So the idea is that, this is a simple rule of the street, you fight the way you train. Right, right, right. right. You fight exactly. the way you train. So the idea is your psychology. See, people think about self-defense and martial arts, is it's a punch and a kick. A punch and a kick is just... A punch and a kick, it doesn't mean anything if there's not a psychology behind it, a philosophy right. behind it, a heart behind it, a spirit behind it. All of these things make that punch and kick breathe life. There you go. And, and hopefully, if you're chopping or you're bodyguarding or you're military or you're bouncing bars, um, guess what? These are the guys that are, 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 are having to make use of what we do. And guess what? There is no getting it done without solid traditional foundational understanding. You. You, better, right. you better know how the hips work into everything. You better know how to transition. Why don't we go forward stance to forward stance to horse stance to back stance? Why don't we work all these basic issues? Because it works us through these basic postures to help us to transition our bodies in ways that when right. it's time to really do it, it's there. There you go. It works. Right. You know what I mean? That's, yep. that's definitely. Exactly. Exactly. But, yeah, the, you know, when I, when I say that there are people out there, I've met them. <laughs> we all have. <laughs> we all, yeah, I just don't listen know. to them. Right. Yeah, exactly. You know, I, I, you know, stupid is as stupid does, and i really rather not <laughs> deal with, you know, stupid people. But, you know, the, you know, if there's anyone that can talk about, you know, the, the aspects of the reality of combat. It's, you know, the, the elders here on the, on the line with us right now. Now, for anyone that wants to join us in this uh, conversation, give us a call. Our phone number is 347-677-0699. Okay. Now, so um, we'll, I, we'll get back to, like, the reality uh, in a little bit here. Uh, but, now, what do you guys think makes a sport a martial art? What's uh, what 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 makes what makes it a sport? Let's see. Let's let's hear from Bob. I haven't heard from Bob in a while here. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I look at it as what makes it a sport is there is a prize to the winner or loser. Okay. There's a second place or the first place. That's right. what a sport is. There's no yep. trophies or, or hey, hey, Greg, I got a question for you. In the bar, did you ever get a medal for kicking the crap out of somebody? <laughs> 
No. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's not no. You know what? I think I deserve one every now and then, but didn't <laughs> Yeah, you know, it's a, it's a, you know, I, I went home with less injuries on well, my face. You, 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 I must I mean, you know what? That's a very simple. It really is a simple answer to that, though. Uh, you know, see the, um, listen, sport is um, an expression of the arts in a less mm-hmm. lethal form. In a less lethal form. Yeah. So, I mean, I, mean, I could talk to you about soft tissue attacking, eye striking, ear striking. We could, all of us at this board could talk about tonight, could talk about lethal issues. Right. But what we, what we, we're able to pass on the art through sport application because mm-hmm. you spot right. it up. We, we punch, yeah. we kick, we move. So to say that sport and reality are two different issues is a mistake. They're not separate. They're, they're united. They're just different ends of the spectrum. So, right. you know, I mean, the idea right. of sport, the way we learn to punch and kick and move is by punching, kicking, and moving. And mm-hmm. the only way you worry about getting punched in the head or kicked in the groin, do you really learn to block? <laughs> okay. Right. You know, I mean, that's the thing. We can talk about blocking all day and moving. But when I punch you in the chops and kick you in the nuts, guess what? You yeah. have a whole new view of blocking that you didn't have before. Exactly. <laughs> and, you know, and, yeah. and this, is why, this is why I'm posing these questions, gentlemen, is because, you, you know. You can't me, You can't me. I know, right? Well, you know, this is why I'm posing these questions is because, you know, out of all of these people, I knew each of you were going to be calling in. And I'm like, what questions can I ask to get the best answers out of these people? So that way our listeners could actually listen to this. Because I'll tell you what, I haven't yet found a martial arts show that actually addresses stuff like this. And actually, like, goes down into the nitty-gritty. And I'm like, oh, I got these people on. Oh, this is what I'm asking. <laughs> because I know, see, me and Bob I, know that what? <laughs> I got a, I got a story for you. What's that? Sokey Greg, I saw him spar one time, and he uh-huh. looked at the guy. He says, "Listen, I don't have a cut. You do not kick me in the nuts because if you do, it's going to be tit for tat." The guy right. kicked him in the ball, and I walked away. I said, "This is going to end well." <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I guarantee you that was, one, that, that was one growing strike That hurt him more than it hurt me Right, right. I, I, I tell you what the first, I went, kick, the first kick right through Went right up to the guy's groin You know It's like It's, it's, it's weird like that Because I, I gotta tell you guys this story too I was uh, I was at a, a Doce Paris seminar right and uh there was this guy that um kind of nicely challenged cheryl guru cheryl Bob knows who i'm talking about right now cheryl's a pretty formidable stick fighter and this guy goes hey you want to spar and you know cheryl cheryl's like just getting ready to eat lunch and she's like uh you know can i spar spar you after lunch and he goes a true Dose Paris person never turns down a challenge. Oh, and wow. She goes, wow. oh, really? And this, wow. this guy was, like, you know, underranked, let's just say, like, underranked. 
you know, she was already like pretty up there in rank. And uh, I kind of laughed and I kind of sat down and like all of our students like came to sit down and to watch what was going on. And she's like, okay, tell you what, you know, I don't have eye protection and I don't have a mouth guard. So kind of like, kind of like that, that thing, you know, so don't hit me in the head. Let's go slow. Well, anyway, the second that, you know, I forgot who told them, okay, ready, set, go. The second uh, they went, they went, they started in the hands cross position. He broke off and started going Largo Mono and smacked it right in the head. I was like, oh, oh. In the head. She kind of like looks at us, looks at me, nods her head and goes, okay, okay. Well, you know what I did? Because there was food outside. I literally went outside and I got popcorn. And I, <laughs> and I, I came back inside. I wanted to make a point, And I passed out this popcorn. And people were sitting there with their popcorn and watching Cheryl just beat the shit out of this guy. And I was like, you know, really? You know, but I'm going to go get my popcorn. We can quantify this down. Look at the, what's the difference between reality and sport. Reality is about living and dying. Sport right. is about winning and losing. That's Period. right. That's it. Right. Right. That's it. What else can you say? You fuck right. up in the real world, you die. Your body grinds, right. you fuck up, your client dies. Your captain, right. you fuck up, your partner dies. You're right. military, you're in the military, you fuck up, your partner fucking dies. Yeah. There is no yeah. tomorrow. There is no next week to say sensei. Can we try it again? Can we right. try new techniques? It's over. You're fucking dead. Yeah. Right? Sport puts gloves on, has a referee, has rules. I can't soft tissue attack, meaning I cannot put my finger in your eye. Because believe me, the eye and the finger will not coexist in the eye socket. If I put my finger in if I put my finger in your eye, either your eye goes up or I gotta pull the finger out. But both will not yeah. stay on the eye socket. Right. If you I'm just saying that you know Ain't what I mean? nobody the in the eye socket. <laughs> yeah. Not coexist. <laughs> oh my god. And you know, I'm gonna quote that one too, Soke. You know, that a, that a thumb all knuckle deep in your eye socket do not coexist. No, they they don't. They don't. The yeah, eye says fuck it and jumps out, so This yeah. is uh this is this is this is the way I look at it. The uh, the lesser is in the greater. Okay, so when you start when you start practicing a martial arts system, primarily most people, you know, or like like me, most people, uh, you're, you're going for self defense. You're going to learn how to fight better. You're going to learn how to strategize yourself better on the street. You know, to be prepared for any kind of attack. So you're you're training to survive. So we don't work hard because we're in it to win it. That's not great enough. We train hard because we're in it to survive. And all right. other attributes fall right. under that important purpose. Professor, right. so, no, listen, listen to what the professor is saying right here, though. The term survive. Professor, would you mind just going a little bit more with that? Because that's just, you know, you're all over it. Yes, yes. See, we don't train, we don't train hard because we're in it to win it. We train hard because we're in it to survive. 
That's right. And all other attributes fall under that important purpose. So see, the lesser is in the greater. If you only know how to compete and get soft points, if you only know how to do that, but then have to go out on a hard street and survive, you're stuck like freaking Chuck. Yeah, you're right. But but you learn how to survive first, and then you can calm down to to, uh, go to competition. Yeah, well, yeah. you know, think about this, guys. You know, we train as if it's a one-on-one issue. This is a multiple man environment that we live in. Exactly. Actually, I'll be honest with you. I don't remember when I've been one-on-one. I've been one-on-three, one-on-four, one-on-five yes. as a cop or as a bodyguard. It's just the way it is. Okay. Right. It's all the time, constantly. All right. That's not. There's no referee there to stop the fight. There's no. Right. Point. No corner people to throw a towel in. There's no right. tanks. Mm-hmm. There's no cops. It's just me yep. and these three fucking guys. And if I don't fucking yes. handle it, I'm fucking dead. Now, let me tell you this. What happens to all of us when we're with our our lovers, our, our, our wives or our husbands, okay? Right, right. Are you telling me that two guys approach, you're just going to run off and fight? Who's protecting the person you're with? Exactly. Thank you. Exactly. We're... So are you, are, are, you, are you trained in protection concepts? So the issue right. is, if I have somebody with me, I have to be able to manage them while defending, while getting them to safety. I've got to do three, four things at the same time. Right. This is what a professional does. You look at the, the, the – I don't care who the kickboxing champion is or who the MMA champion is. They live in a one-on-one world with gloves and rules. Right. I do not live in that fucking world. I don't live in that fucking world. Haven't lived in that fucking world for 30 fucking years. All right? Death is a part of my world. And let me tell you, this is not a sport. I can be sport. I can kickbox and point fight with the best of them. Because I came up with the best of them. It's a part of the earth. Right. But I was also exactly. well trained in sound, fundamental, combative martial arts. Knife yes. defense, gun defense, stick defense, gun defense, multiple man attack, ground fighting, ground defense. These are things that were mainstay for my family. I mm-hmm. came up with it as the masters on the show have. Mm-hmm. All right? But the simple truth is. If it, just because I'm a, a, a street guy doesn't mean I'm not a sport guy, too, though. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. It, 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 you're right, so, okay? It's, it's both got to be there, you know? And it's just that, you know, oh, my gosh, you know, I used to go to this, uh, this gathering uh, that was very similar to the SCA. Uh, you guys know what that is, right, the SCA? The no, Society I have no idea. Mechanism. Well, the SCA no, is kind of like a, let's just say, Role-playing for adults. Uh, Society for Creative Anachronisms, is, it's kind of like role-playing for adults. Everything's based on the me- medieval and renaissance times and stuff like that. And you go to okay. these camps okay. and you dress up and you do the, you know, the, the jousting. The and the, yeah. yeah, it's kind of like the stuff you see in the renaissance festival. But there are people that make mm-hmm. it a lifestyle. Well, anyway, they okay. have what they call what they, uh, what they call, they have what they call bouting, which is pretty much, but they call it like, um, Oh, I forget what they call it. But anyway, they've got like these foamy swords or whatever, and they actually call it mm-hmm. combat out on the field, right? And there are people that have no 
you know, training in bladed weapons whatsoever or martial arts whatsoever, they manage to do whatever they do to win these bouts, quote unquote, more air quotes here. And then they, mm-hmm. they, and then I've met some of these people. They have a sense of confidence about them that says, you know, well, I've beaten so many people at sparring, basically sports, yeah. and they feel yeah. that it's applicable toward the real world. And uh, do, 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 do you do you allow them to get away with that? You know, I I, I, I let one guy. I let one guy I'm just being talk. honest. That's right. You know, I let one guy talk. I let no, one Rashida, guy talk. No, Rashida, Rashida, I'm asking you, Rashida, I'm asking you. Do you allow them to get away with that? To get away with with having that, that kind bullshit. of attitude? That bullshit. <laughs> right. Well, one time I did. Okay, one time I did. I let a guy talk, and then the next year I came. He was there again, but he had more friends and more of a contingent with him, so to speak, you know. And at that point, I was kind of like, all my friends were like, "Tell him like it is. Tell him like it is." I'm like, "No, no, no. It's not my place." But then he started like just pulling out the bullshit. Well, this is how you would hold the sword, and he's holding the sword with two fingers, you know, like make an okay sign. That's how he's holding his sword. And I'm like, are you fucking serious? You know? So I picked up one of the boff. That's what they call them, boffers. 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 Got and I'm you, like, got okay, you. you go, pow, his sword is gone. And I'm like, well, there you go. You know, I had, you know, and it's kind of like, you know, this is kind of like the segue that I wanted to, to use to get into bullshit. Now, let's get into the <laughs> bullshit martial arts. Or not, I shouldn't call it bullshit martial arts. I should... I, I should just say the bullshit that has a martial art theme to it. I should say. I just say <laughs> don't get into it because why let anybody bring you into their bullshit? Thank well, you. exactly, exactly. But I don't you know, do bullshit. I don't have time for it, Rosita. You know, I have yeah. people who think that way. <laughs> you know, I, I have other things to go do. Right. <laughs> okay? They just Got don't merit discussion. You, yeah. Rosita, you seem to feel the need. To answer everybody's questions. Oh, and I say, okay, I very good. I say to you, as a master, it is not my task to answer everybody's fucking question. Okay, <laughs> I don't owe you an answer. I don't even know you. Some guy asked me, I don't even know this motherfucker. Why do I owe him an answer? Excuse that list, everybody. I'm just, I'm just being honest, you know. No, that's I don't, true. Listen, I'm just saying to you, is that I think we're at a point in our training that you know when we hear bullshit, I just kind of go my way. I go whatever. Hey, okay, nice to meet you. And I go, you know. Right, right. You know, I don't even deal with it. He thinks I owe him an answer. I ask those type of guys. I ask one question every single time. What is it about your relationship with me that makes you think I owe you an answer? <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I ask it. I've done it a thousand times. I ask everybody that. Why I do I owe you an silence, answer? Right. <laughs> and they look at you like, uh, uh, well, I guess you don't. Thank you very much. Can I leave yeah. now? Yeah. <laughs> Can I get I, I, I got something burning. I got something burning at home. Look, it, in it, it, his ignorance. He wants to be right. he you know I don't give a shit what he thinks. Okay. <laughs> it, it, at the end right. of the day, it comes down to how do I live with a man in the mirror? 
my reflection. Oh, there you go. And right, when I look okay. at that reflection, am I okay with who I am? My daughter, my family, the people I love, my students, my friends, these people, all of you on this show, that I would ride and die for all of you. I'm going to tell you, okay? I care about the people who care about me and impact my life. Okay? Check that out. Somebody that comes and asks me a question that I don't know, I've never met him before, why would I care, Rastita, what the fuck he thinks? Why? <laughs> <laughs> why would you? Why, why, why is that person asking me that question? That's, that's usually the first thing that goes through my head. I yeah, look behind me. Just move who, on. Who are you talking to? Um, but, <laughs> so, yeah, you know, people like that with that false sense of, false sense of you know, bullshit confidence, I just kind of like, eh, whatever. But now – there are there are arts though that will unfortunately you know teach their own students how should we say techniques that most likely will not save their life. Did I put that nicely? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Did I put that nicely? You know, mm-hmm. and I want to get your guys' take on that because if somebody's coming at me with a baseball bat. You know, I don't know if I'm going to stand there and, like, you know, play Street Fighter and try to throw a Hadouken cheese shot at them or anything like that. So I kind of want to get your guys' take on this. Let's start with Wayne. You know, Wayne, what do you think about, you know, people that are teaching unrealistic stuff with the intention of saying, this will save your life? Well, first of all, it makes us all look bad, you know, and and I like to call a spade a spade. You know, if somebody's teaching bullshit, I tell them you're teaching bullshit. Mm-hmm. You know, teach a technique that's going to work or don't teach it at all. Yeah. Right. Um, I was I was partnered with a guy that that, uh, that taught a bullshit martial art. And mm-hmm. on several occasions, he would try to try to make what I, you know, what I did look like it was inferior to what he did. Oh, uh, I meant and that. I, and I told him, no, 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 no. You know, unless you've proven it in combat, pal, on the street. I grew up in Detroit. You know, we, we had to fight to go to school. We had to fight to do whatever we wanted to do. We had to, we had to fight yeah. our way through it. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I just believe, it, it, you know, in, in calling a spade a spade. If it's bullshit, just tell them it's bullshit. Mm-hmm. Right. Hey, I love you, I Wayne. He's I don't, all over I don't, right? deal with it. I don't like to deal well, with yeah. it. Well, yeah. Yeah, and it's like, but and, and you know whether or not they listen, that's that's up to them. Uh, most of them right. don't, but you know whether or not no, they listen. No, but all over Sita, but whether you choose to answer their bullshit question is up to you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Well, you know what's all funny right, though, I'm it's just, like most I mean, times, you know what? Go ahead. Oh, I said most times it's not whether or not they're asking me a bullshit question. Uh, most times it's that they think they're all that with their bullshit. You know, and it's kind well, of like, okay, but, but, but what's it matter? How does it impact you? Exactly. How does it impact exactly. me? I mean, the thing that matters is, you, yeah. you know, you might think you're super. You can stand in front of the mirror and, and have a cape on and say you're Superman. I'm happy for you. Okay. <laughs> that, that has nothing to do with me. Right? That's right. It doesn't, That's right. It doesn't matter to me. Yeah. Yeah, I only, it, you only matter to me if I allow you to matter to me. Okay? Exactly. I'm not, and I'm not going to give you access. Unless right. you're legitimate and have respect. Otherwise, I'm just going to smile at you, shake your hand, and say thank you for talking to me. Right. And I'm going right. to go my way with humility. Yep. And that's it. I don't, I'm not right. going to down you or dishonor you or disrespect you because exactly. you're not important enough for me to do that. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Right. 
fight and like little, you know, little, uh, little discussion threads going, well, Cheeto's bullshit. Yeah, you're bullshit. Well, you got to do MMA because it's the, it's the realest way to defend yourself. Really? To put on gloves? Well, most of them are little you know, teenage keyboard warriors anyway. Yeah. You got to sound on that, man. Come on, man. You're all over That's that right. one. Yeah. Teenage keyboard warriors. Keyboard warriors. That's right. That, yeah, man. That's all they are. Keyboard warriors, armchair warriors, that kind of thing. Exactly. And usually if they're like usually if they're like pimply faced kids like that, I usually just like let it go because they're pimply faced kids. But when the adults start getting into it, then it's then it becomes like I'm gonna go get the popcorn because they're all wrapped up in, in in things like the UFC and things like that. You know that yeah. this, this, is, this is what oh, reality God. is. That's bullshit. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. really it's bullshit. The UFC is it's not what reality bad. is. No, it's, it is a yeah. sport. It's, no. it, it, wait, it, 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 that's the way you're you're you're, you're, you're oh, professor. Wait, we're on the same page, okay? Yes, sir. You know, exactly. You know, we're in this we're in this environment that. Where the sports side of things now defined, they think defines yes, what reality exactly. is. When, yeah, that, and when, the last time you see, when the last time you saw a knife in a ring? Right. Exactly. And that's, exactly. Exactly. This is where I wanted this discussion to go, is that, you know, a lot of these UFC, you know, maniacs and stuff like that. Nothing against UFC. I love watching a good fight. You know, they're, but they're a lot of the youngsters. So, yeah, they're yeah. great athletes, but that's all they great are. Athletes. They're great athletes. They are. They are. They are. Great athletes. I think they need to change the name. I think they need to change the name, Lucita. It should not be called mixed uh, martial arts because there's no martial oh. arts in it. Hey, I'm giving you a high five right now. There you right. go. It should be called okay. combative sport. That's it. Dang, there we go. Hey. Right. Not, yeah, like not in the name. It is not mixed. There's no martial art in it. Yeah. 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 I'm giving you a high five, brother. I want you to. I'm, you feel it? Yeah. Yeah, but you know the, the people the, the, that are out there on the street, the fighting every day, like 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 you, right? You know, that's the mixed martial arts. You know, that, that's yeah. where you're taking all the all the uh, training that you've done, the seminars that you've done. You're combining yeah. everything into one art. Yeah, that's yeah. the mixed martial yeah. arts, yeah. not that, the bullshit. That allows, man, you're all over it. That allows <laughs> you to survive exactly because you know it. Yeah, no. I mean, I don't. I don't get how, okay, I get it that people go, okay, I won, you know, I knocked the other person out and stuff like that. I just, you know, sometimes it's like, uh, what's the point I'm trying to make? But anyway, the point, the point was sometimes I don't understand the, the mentality of you know, the UFC people. Regardless of what you know, it is, they're still under a, a, a controlled environment. Right, 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 right. They're still they're under in the control cage. environment. They're, their techniques are not going to be allowed to go so far. They're still going to stop it if it goes too far. Let me ask you a question. All of us, we all yeah. agree on this. If I walk into an encounter where I know there's a referee and a corner who can throw a towel in and stop it, you tell me just how life and death that is. Yeah, right, that's not, not life and death. Come on. Not. That's control. Right. Yeah, it's control. Yep. But think about this, Rashida. You, know, you think about the combative realms. You got long distance, the gap, yep. body on body, and the ground. Okay. Yep. Now we can have sticks and knives and all of that, but it takes exactly. a comprehensive martial view to understand how to bridge a gap. Right. When you get to the to that body on body, how do I navigate that? If 
I, if I slip on ice and fall down, now I'm on the ground. Now, let me be clear. We don't go to the ground by choice. Exactly. Never. Exactly. Never. Exactly. Exactly. There may be three other guys living we didn't see. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So I always have to be able to grab my partner and my, my girlfriend and get her the hell out. I can't do that when I'm on my back doing an arm right. bar. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. right. Ain't no right. cap no, You're going to do street. what you got to do. What's, Ain't no what's tap the, uh, what's, what's the art with, uh, the, the biting? What is that? Uh, uh, Kino Mutai. Kino yeah. I am yeah. going to bite you. I am going to scratch you. I'm going to poke you. I'm going to break something. I'm going to do what I got to do to make sure my family, my loved ones are safe. Exactly. Exactly. Wayne, you man, you know what? I wish we could quantify what you just said to, de- to define the difference between the sport and the art. Yep. The art yep. and the sport. The sport is an expression of the art. Exactly. Okay, exactly. that's right, 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 right. The, the I wish art. more people would understand that. That's well, that what? Be- if, you, if you tell them, maybe they will. Well, yeah, yeah, see, they're not being yeah. taught that way, Rashida. That's that's it. You know, yeah. they have to be taught that way. And, you and, know, and but and we've, got, we've got we've got we've got more. Part too. Yeah, yeah, and that's because that's because we've allowed soccer moms into the dojo now. There's soccer moms oh, yeah. in the dojo. So, so because because right, so they want to see that. Yeah, I had yeah. to. I wow. had to. See, because I don't I don't let soccer moms in for my dojo because then I have those seven and eight year old black belts that shouldn't be. You know. Yeah. And so. They're all being protected because they because they want that money. So then that's what's changing the dynamics of teaching martial arts is because we let the soccer moms in. You know, we can't, can't let them hey, control guys, the dojo. Am I wrong? If you don't have hair between your legs, you shouldn't have a black belt. <laughs> and, and listen, and listen I, I love that. <laughs> now listen, here, here's my here's my analogy. My analogy is, if your parents go out on a date and you need a babysitter, you don't you shouldn't have a black belt. You shouldn't have a black belt. That's right. <laughs> if you're a latchkey kid, you should not be a dojo key kid. That's right. There you go. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, I, oh, you know, I think we covered a lot of, you know, see, our listeners, I, I want to address our listeners here a little bit. Now, I'm sure our listeners were looking for distinct definitions that separated tradition from sports, from reality-based and, you know, and we all agreed, at least on this panel, that there really there is no definitive like border between. Okay, we've we've noted that that sport is an expression of the art. That reality is a byproduct of the art. Um, right. And for you know now, do I expect this kind of uh, these kind of questions from beginners? Yes, that's why I ask them because they're listening, right? Mm-hmm. What is traditional sifu? What is koryu sensei? What is this and what is that? And I'm hoping. Listeners, if you're students of mine or students of all of our masters or students anywhere, that you guys are really getting uh, getting some um, some great information out of this because right. to separate the hiding systems into these separate categories, you're 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 actually you know if you're going to say oh well I'm just doing traditional well then guess what 
you know, I don't even know if we should call it traditional. Well, then guess what? Then you've got like only like a quarter of what you could be. But, but, but you, you know, know thank you. Yeah, but you know, think about this. And I think it really is just simple in a sense that when you define something as this, yeah, you automatically, because of that definition, have defined the opposite. Opposite. Exactly. That. Exactly. And we need to be careful about yes. definitions. That's right. Because definitions lock us in to the same lim- limitations. Yeah, yeah. It absolutely. Limitations. Yeah. It enhances the limitations. See what this yeah. is, Rashida. We use as, as masters, we have a tool bag that we use to sculpt, help sculpt the student until that student knows the tools well enough to take the tools from us to start sculpting themselves right. with our guidance. Right. Okay? Mm-hmm. So it just seems to me that if the student comes first, which they should, right. the student should always come first. Right. We don't adapt them to us. We adapt us to them. Exactly. exactly. Thank you. Thank right you. On. All right. Exactly. Yeah. You know, exactly. It, yeah. So go ahead, guys. is learning. That's right. right. That's yeah, right. Absolutely. I'm hoping. I'm but, hoping students listen, take that to heart. What What professor said and what Soke said, because you know, you know, we didn't. You know, in fact, I can't. I, I can't even like put what I want to say into words because that was pretty heavy. You know. <laughs> Because, you know, I want the best for my students. We all do. And, you know, sometimes the students forget that we have to learn. But we have to be willing to lose a student to keep them. Exactly. Exactly. I'm giving you another high five. Another high five. (laughs) I got you, Professor. (laughs) Yes. Yes. And, 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 And Rashida. Rashida, uh-huh. uh, you know, as long as we understand that uh, in, the, in the beginner's mind, there are many possibilities. In the expert's mind, there are few. So, yeah. so we have to teach them that reality. Yeah. You know, yeah. because beginners are coming yeah. in with this great big, this great big yeah. In the beginner's mind, there are many possibilities. In the expert's mind, there are few. Yeah. 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 So yeah. that's the message that we have to be prepared wow. to teach them after we learn what kind of students we're working with. We have to learn who they are. We have to learn their right. personality. And, and you know, uh, we, have to, we have to hear those questions because we kind of want to know what's on their mind. It could be the craziest question in the freaking world. But we have to know how they're thinking so we'll know how to direct them. So we have to listen and learn who our students are. Hey, do you remember? I know you guys do because if we've been in the martial arts over 40 years and you guys yeah. know what, exactly what I'm talking about. You remember the uh, magazine things and it would say, Draw Winky? And if you draw Winky and you yeah. send it in, oh yeah, and, and yeah. Then they, Art Institute, you yeah, not going going there, yeah the Art Institute, Professor. yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Exactly. how old are you? Professor, how old are you? How old are you, Professor? Oh, you just showed your age, man. You went way back. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you went way back. I love that. I remember oh. that. I remember Winky, the Art Institute. I remember that. Yes, the, the Art Institute. Institute. You know, the Art Institute. so if you can draw yeah, that, yeah. you can draw that basic pattern well. <laughs> see that? See that? That basic pattern. They wanted you to send in that basic pattern to see if you are teachable. You know, 
So if you yeah. can sit in that basic pattern and then and, and there was a woman here, here you go, he's interested. That's the main right. thing. This is somebody who's interested. You know? That's right. So if you draw it, you send it back, you're interested, now they can teach you the rest. It, it comes from uh, the foundation that, that uh Soke was talking about building that foundation so you can create your house on that yeah. foundation. Yeah. Oh, you know. Hey, Rusty? Yeah? What? Uh, I, I don't remember that because you people are going to say I'm old. I remember okay, because we, I took it I remember trying. I I was trying to draw it. I couldn't draw it worth a shit. Yeah, me too. Me too. I, I drew it, unfortunately. I, I drew it. Wow. I was wouldn't have been able to teach yes, me. Sir. Hey, 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 wait. Yeah. Can I Facebook you guys? Sure, absolutely. Sure. Yeah, I'll, yeah. I, listen, we're friends now, okay? All right. And we're not done. We're not even close to being done. That's exactly right. right. We're just getting started. All right. We're, uh, absolutely. I'd be honored yep. to be Facebook friends just to kind of be there. Say, hey, what's going on? Great talk tonight. Love you guys, you know? Right. Yeah. Awesome. Right. Definitely, yeah. Definitely. Right. You're the Do kind it. of guy I call brother, my friend. Yeah, yeah, well, right. Rashida, Rashida and Bob both have me. Patrick McDaniel, they've got me. Yeah, they've got yep. me too. You know what so, I'll do right. is they, after, they, the they show, after the show, I'll send a I'll send a group email to all of you, and you guys can just like click there. And, see, uh, don't forget, don't forget, because I'll Facebook immediately when you send it. Oh no, I'll I'll, 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 I'll go I'll go right there and send you guys a thank you, right. which I normally do anyway. But to yeah, end, where, 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 where do you live? I live, in, I live in Pickle, Ohio. Ohio. Ohio? Yeah, aren't you guys close together, Greg? Yeah, I'm in Chicago, man. Shy town, baby. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's okay. Right. It's only, it's only a few go. hours away. Yeah. All right. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was just out of Ohio for the Hall of Fame, for the Masters Hall of Fame in, in uh, Columbus two months ago. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So. Should be somewhat close to you, I think. Right? Oh, and, and Greg, yeah, Wayne was uh, one of Jim Thomas's uh, black belt. Who's, who's black belt? Jim Thomas. Oh, oh, Wayne, are you Jim yeah. Thomas's black belt? Yeah, I'm one of his students. Oh, uh, dude, you got a hug for me. <laughs> yeah, Jim's an awesome <laughs> guy. He's, he's, matter of fact, he's in town this weekend. He's working on his house so he can get rid of it because he just bought a new one in uh, yeah. Mexico. You know what? Oh my God, I'm so. Let me tell you what. We gotta love our. We gotta love our senseis because they're not always gonna be here. You know. That's right. That's right. You know, losing mine. He was like my second father. He was my second father. I lived with him at a time. Bob will tell you. I mean, it was just. Yeah, you know what? Love your love your sensei, man. I'm so happy for you. Great man. Love him. Absolutely. You have my respect. I <laughs> see that. Right on. Now, just to end, because, uh, you know, we were talking about bullshit a little bit ago. What, if if you came across some instructor that was teaching bullshit to their students and touting it as real-world reality, what it, what are three words? Not three words. That's, uh, that, that, that's too limiting. What would you tell that person? Let's start with Bob. Oh, thank you for starting with me this time. Now, Greg was talking about something very interesting. You don't know anybody's shit. Now, 
in my 20s, I was holding a stick. And this guy came up to me and says, oh, you, you're doing screaming? I said, yes. He says, I know a screamer. I said, really? Who do you study with? He says, I'm self-taught. When Dan said he was self-taught, Greg, I owed him something. I owed him an ass whipping. <laughs> you know, it's, it's always the self-taught people that, that, I don't know why, it's the self-taught people that think they can fight when they haven't. You know, or maybe they, like, mess around with friends and they beat them or whatever. It's, it's exactly like the right. FDA thing. You know, yeah. they spar, they defeat people, but in their heads they think it's real-world combat. I'm sorry, mm-hmm. with a boffer foam sword, you're not going to get your arm cut off. But we see that. Right. You, you can. Right. You know, I get As the host of the show, you are here to propose questions, and that's right. important. But for us, there's just some questions we should, we should not entertain. Exactly. Right? I like that answer. Right, exactly. <laughs> I like that answer. That's right. And if you think I owe you an answer, you'll see the back of my ass, and I will get <laughs> from you. Come to the room. I like that answer. <laughs> so, the listeners, you can you can see where this is going, right? You know, I mean, yeah. come on. You know, if you're gonna learn an art, you know, learn it. Number one, learn it for you. You know, and and know why you're learning it. You know, if you're going to learn it just for something to do after school, okay, great. If you're going to learn it to defend yourself, then then find an art that's going to do that. If you're going to learn it just for the historical aspect, that's great. Okay? That's awesome. Everyone's – the message here is you can learn whatever you want, but don't think that a teacher is going to owe you every answer in the world. you got to find it yourself you gotta you gotta put in the sweat and you gotta put hey. in the blood and the tears and probably yeah. even break some yeah. bones go to the hospital yeah. a few times you gotta you learn know, that I was, way i was teaching in a rec center uh, a few years ago and and they had uh it's called the uh, young champion it's an oh, yeah, organization yeah, yeah. okay yeah, that I is the most that. bullshit martial arts i have ever I seen that. And I remember that. This, this guy was teaching on a Wednesday night, and I wanted the gym. I, you know, I needed a bigger area. I had a small area, and my class was growing. And I went down just to watch his class one night, and he's got something like 15, 16 young black belt kids out there. Oh, wow. They're <laughs> wow. fucking terrible. I mean, terrible. They learn one kata. Now, I can, I, I can respect someone that, that takes a wow. lifetime to learn one kata, okay? I, I can right. respect oh, come that. Come on. But You're being to, kind, take, to take and learn... Pieces of a kata and give the kids a black belt when they have completed it is bullshit. Well, okay. question. I didn't let him know bullshit. that I was that I was an instructor, you know, in the same same rec center. Uh, we right. first. Mm-hmm. And and he was telling me how how good his art was and and how long that that the art had been around. And I told him, I said, the only time I've ever heard of you is when the kids start school. You guys get a send a flyer out, you know, yeah. get all these kids in there. Right. I said, I said, as a matter of fact, I says, my name is, is Master Wayne Riley. I teach upstairs on, on Tuesday and Thursday nights. Anytime you want to learn a real martial art, come up and take a look at it. Because I, can take, I can take any one of my green belts or yellow belts and put them against any one of your black belts at any given time, and they will beat their ass. Wait, what did he say when he said, wait, come on, man. You got to tell us. What did he say? He turned the other away from me. Right? He had nothing to say. He turned yeah, the walk away from me. Now, here's the what thing. does that say? Yeah. What does that say, though? That told me he was right. That he knows. Yeah, that he knows he was exactly. teaching bullshit. 
Now, here's the thing. I said, every time you want to learn a real martial art, come upstairs on a Tuesday or Thursday night. I said, we will teach you a real martial art. Yeah. But what you're teaching down here is a a bunch of shit. But you know what? Think about this. You know what, you guys? And and I'll tell you something. I'm I'm so humbled to be on this show tonight with such fabulous, loving martial warriors. And you make me want to be a better teacher. You really do. Mm-hmm. You make me want to be a better teacher. Because you know what? Just like what you did, Wayne, sometimes it's good for people to get checked. Sometimes, yeah. sometimes. it's good for us to be honest with people. Mm-hmm. Right? Even if they don't like it. So, Rosita, exactly. when, when people ask all these questions, Rosita, guess what? We don't always have to answer them. Yeah. Right. And exactly. that's just... I just, to all of us, is that we answer to those who give to the whole. Right. Right. Yeah. And if they're not giving back to the art, to the family, to our friends, to us, mm-hmm. why do I owe you an answer? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Now, I want to talk a little bit about the Young Champions thing, because I remember that. I was asked to teach for them. And I thought it was just a program within the Y or, you know, within the boys and girls club. Yeah. Right? It, it was at the boys and boys and girls club. Um, and I, you know, and I thought about it and I went, no, you know, cause I was already teaching at um, a local community center. I was already teaching Butoku Khan Karate. I didn't have time for another class. Well, I found out that young champions is it's, it's kind of like, it's kind of like the taco time of, martial arts so to speak because, <laughs> because if you have any experience experience in martial arts they want you to teach for them now this is what you need to be a young champions teacher you need to be at least 18 you have to be at least okay. a brown belt you have to be at least a brown belt you should have a car a driver's license strong interpersonal skills and maybe even a little bit of retail or sales experience and they mm-hmm. provide the training on how to instruct the youth and they provide yeah. the curriculum. So you yeah. are, regardless of what art you do, you're doing what they do. And it's a good thing I didn't go into it because I probably would have watered down the Tokukan Karate and I probably would have told them where to shove it. And because, mm-hmm. you know, in my head, there was going to be no way I was going to water down my art. No. You know, to, well, you to, know what? Exactly. Go ahead, it's okay. I was just going to say that it's us on this phone that make the difference. It's, exactly. it's us that talk together, listen to each other, support exactly. each other, mm-hmm. hug each other, and right. give honest feedback to each other. But we do it with respect and love for each other. Exactly. Because guess what? We are watching our entire lineage and legacy go right down the fucking waterfall. Right. We're not going to do anything about it. That's right. And you know what? I will not sit by, I will not go quietly into the night, fellas. I won't. <laughs> no, neither will I. Nope. You know? Nope. Neither, neither will I. You know what? Right. So I think we got, should. Oops, sorry. We've only got like one minute, and Robert has a quick announcement. Go. But well, we got 30 announcement seconds. Announcement next go. week. Mr. McGetty, King Mr. McGetty, world premiere at Burbank 16th year. I've just been asked by James Wilson. To give to uh, get interviews on the red carpet next week. 
All right. Awesome. awesome. Very cool. Hey, I love you guys. I love you guys. Love you guys. We love you. All right. Well, we will see everybody next week. We're going to have a great Hey, Rasheeda. Rasheeda, give me a call. What's that? Give me a call, Rasheeda. Call me, Rasheeda. Bye. See ya. All right. Bye. 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 Bye.